You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so excited because I have Damian Peters on the line. Now, Damian is one of our cousins, not my real cousin, but you know what I mean. Um, But he created Wealth Noir and we're here to talk about everything from building Wealth Noir to selling it to start thinking about lifestyle design and then switching gears to a completely different business. So we're going to get into the gamut of the business cycle here with Damian. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Super excited to do this. I know we kind of met in person. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, we both have children with the exact same birthday. Right. How crazy is that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And not just like, you know, the month and year. I mean, the exact date, the exact year, everything, right? Right, exactly. So he's referring to our new babies. So if you all have been following the podcast or me on social media or whatever, you know, I just had a baby and she's seven months now. He had a baby the exact same day, not the exact same time, though. That would have been weird, but the exact same day. Um, And so, you know, we connected over that as well. So let's go ahead and jump in for the audience here. Let's just start by talking about how you built Wealth Noir and what made you decide to get into this industry? Yeah. So for several years before I started Wealth Noir, I had been trying to start a company, Um, coming up with an idea that like my father was an entrepreneur his whole life. So it was kind of like bred into me in undergrad, I did entrepreneurship programs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, At the time I was at working at Facebook and I had tried a few different ideas around date concierge systems, um, data analytics, uh, media companies, things along those lines. And in the years past, I started a dating and relationship blog. So um, kind of the online world of, of blogging and writing content uh, and building audience wasn't new to me. Uh, when I found out my wife was pregnant, she came to me and she's like, we're pregnant. I was like, great. She's like, are you going to see the baby? And I was like, you yeah, know, what does that mean? She's like, well, you work all the time, like truly all the time. So I decided to take a year off. I told, you know, you're right. Um, Facebook gives you four months, but I was like, I want a whole year. So I went and told people about this and everyone was shocked at me not taking a salary for a year. I, like, that was the shocking part. Um, I kind of thought, well, we work at Facebook. We're quite well paid. We should be able to um, you know, take a year off. Um, at the time, I had two rental properties. I had hundreds of thousands of dollars saved up in, you know, um, outside of my retirement account in addition to my retirement account. Um, so I felt comfortable. And at that point, I came up with the idea of Wealth Noir. I realized that there were a lot of people who are high income, so they earn a good salary, but they're not thinking about their wealth and their net worth. They're not investing in passive income or into assets um, that will grow over time. And when I looked at people who looked like me, AKA black, uh, mm-hmm. it went from, uh, I like to describe ears bleeding to heads exploding. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend was a corporate attorney making several hundred thousand dollars a year and was like, how can you afford to take a year off? So I thought this was like an endemic problem. Like this is uh, something I felt really passionate about. I was super into finance, really hardcore money nerd at the time. Um, and I saw there was a unique audience that I was a part of that I felt wasn't getting the information. And this was having long-term impacts for both um, our community and also, you know, these people individually. So that was the birth of Wealth More. Uh, we focused on high-income African-American professionals and eventually moved out to um, 
outside of just African-American. And we focused on taking some of the more advanced tactics that the higher income uh, private equity investing, um, real estate investing, uh, various a- aspects of saving for your kid, your child, uh, starting a new company, and create a platform and a community. So the community was where people came in to find like-minded individuals. And we really tried to bring awareness to the fact that you should be thinking about wealth and net worth. Mm-hmm. And then the second part was actually teaching and giving exposure to the actual skills. What is a 1031 exchange? Uh, what does investing in private equity look like? What is an accredited investor? And built a platform around that concept. So that's kind of the thought of how Wealth Noir got created and, you know, moving into it. And it was something I was personally really excited about. And it worked well since I had already started a a blog several years before. And um, that previous blog, Single Black Male, we got up to around half a million readers uh, per month. So we had a little bit of experience doing this before. Nice. Awesome. And yes, Wealth Noir, I had heard of it before I had even met you. Um, So (laughs) it was definitely a big brand. And so you decided, though, um, looking at your lifestyle and going through that whole process that you wanted to sell it. So how did that decision come about and what was your thought process behind it? Yeah, so I had kind of had this love and hate relationship with being an entrepreneur at some point. Mm -hmm. So after I started Wealth Noir, I left Facebook, joined a nonprofit, actually moved my family to Spain. So we lived in Spain for two years oh, nice. uh, where I worked. Yeah, it was re- really fun. Uh, wife hated it, but I loved it. And so did the kid. Um, and I still speak Spanish. Uh, but when we came back, I kind of, I was like, I, I enjoy entrepreneurship, but I kind of miss just making a super big salary working in tech. Um and I found that I was the happiest when I was doing the both. So I took a job at Citibank and I continued to run Wealth Noir on the side. Uh, a friend who I used to work with before approached me around working at his company. He was starting a financial advisory firm, uh, so wealth manager CFPs, uh, but a tech uh, with a tech spin. Um, and they had already raised, at the time, they had raised $7 million in venture capital. Um, and the other founder had you know, started and sold several companies before. So this really felt very aligned with what I wanted to do with Wealth Noir. Um, Wealth Noir long-term, there were product ideas that we were going to move into or services. Uh, financial advisory was one, and they had both the backing, they had the capital. We were bootstrapped, uh, focused on being bootstrapped. Um, and when it came to scaling the company, I was always concerned about how much work and effort I personally would have to do and whether I wanted to be a CEO of a larger company. Mm-hmm. So selling and um, getting acquired actually was a really great way to continue what I wanted to do um, or continue the mission of Wealth Noir, but also give myself both an exit and transition. Uh, Because running a lifestyle company by myself, I can go deeper into that. Just, I wasn't, I fell out out of love with it a couple of times and I would fall back in um, things along those lines. So this was a new opportunity to start a newer company uh, at a bigger scale. Yeah. And that's so real. And I talk about it on the podcast all the time um, because entrepreneurship is very difficult, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But if you have a strong why, like if there's a reason why you're getting up every morning, you're putting in the work on that company or whatever it is, um, then you're more apt to stick to it. So even when you have those situations like Damien just explained where he was like, you know what, I'm not feeling this, (laughs) but he still kept going. Um, And so that's what I tell people all the time. Like you have to have that strong why. And it sounds like you did for a while. 
So I kind of want to dive a little deeper into that. So you told me about a term called lifestyle design. So let's talk about that. What is lifestyle design and how did that play a part into all of these decisions that you were making? Yeah, so right around, um, I think it was after I started Wealthmore, right before I'd read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Mm -hmm. Ferriss. And, you know, he talked about lifestyle design in terms of, um, you know, it's not work-life balance, it's two separate things, it's kind of one holistic thing. And there are ways to structure your life and your company and your work uh, so you can do what you enjoy. This is one of the reasons that led me to move to Spain. I was like, from a lifestyle design, design standpoint, I... Um, after I left Facebook, I realized I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a park down the street in my house in Oakland that I had never seen before. And I asked my wife, I was like, oh, there's a park down the street. She's like, yeah, me and your son have gone there for the last like six months. Um, uh, did you not know exist? Sorry, my son wasn't born at the time, but she was like, uh, she used to take the dog there. So the four hour work week and the idea of like my life and actually what I wanted to do with my life and not just thinking about money in my career, I was just very much money and career focused, uh, led me to now you know merge the two. That's why you know, starting a new company, moving to Spain where it would be much cheaper and I could travel and uh, really dedicate those first years to be with my son during his, you know, his formative years um, really started motivating me. So now as I was thinking about both the business and what I did, whether we moved back to America, whether we stayed in Spain, whether I sold or, or um, I was putting it in a larger context of what do I think my life is going to look like and what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. So with both um, acquiring Wealth Noir, it was a question of, uh, what I was coming to the conclusion is I didn't like being the CEO of a large or fast growing company. Um, I knew a lot of people at startups, a lot of people leave Facebook, raise a couple million, they'll start a company. And I wanted, I didn't want that to be the CEO and to, to do that from the scratch. Uh, so the life that I saw post-acquisition, where I would lead the product team and work with several other people uh, in the larger organization with a lot more f- um, funding, seemed like the life that I wanted to move down to. Um, once I got in there, I remembered how much work, I was employee number eight, I remember how much work it is <laughs> working at a startup. Uh, very similarly, I found out we were going to be pregnant with our second child. Mm. And that led me to really start thinking about, is this type of life with two kids that I want? I was spending way less time with my family. Um, Citibank was just a much easier job. So even working there along with uh, working on Wealth Noir was significantly less work than uh, mm. working at a startup. So I left last Jan- uh, July. Um, right around my birthday. And I took the end of last year to figure out what I wanted to do next. And it was balancing. I have a baby coming. Um, I'm back in America. Things cost 10 times as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, and I like to tell people I didn't have a Ferrari exit. I had like a good Honda Civic. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I got something, <laughs> but I still got to work. Right. <laughs> so uh, that led me to, you know, kind of where I am now and, and and thinking about what I want to do next. I started by just saying yes to everything. Uh, so I'm an adjunct professor. I took an adjunct professoring job. Uh, I took a Python contract with the government. Um, I went back to my real estate. I have six properties right now or six units, I should say. And at the end of last year, it led me to conclude this year kind of more concretely what I wanted to do. And that's mm-hmm. based on both spending time with my family, spending time with my kids. Um, My mom, who we moved back to D.C. from Spain, we used to be in California, went to Spain, moved back to D.C. to be near family, uh, my aging mom. So 
yeah, now when I think about my career path and even money, it's heavily influenced by how much time I want to spend with my family, um, what I want to do outside of work, and do I actually need the money? Mm, that's real. And, you know, guys, I really highly recommend um, the, the five hour. No, four hour. Four hours. Sorry. <laughs> I really recommend the four hour work week. It is a great book um, by Tim Ferriss. And I'll make sure I have that in the show notes. But I wanted to just recap for the audience kind of what you just said. You were like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get acquired by a bigger company because I didn't want to be the head of this. Uh, But you ended up working for that bigger company. And then you were like, "Mm, yeah, this is a lot of work, too. (laughs) And so you were like, okay, well, it's time to chuck the deuces on that. And now I want to kind of figure out what what to do next and where to go next. And so that leads me to the last thing I wanted to hit on. And that was the new company that you're now heading up and that's WN Capital Partners. So what type of company is that? And is it any different than what you were doing before? Yeah, no, it's um, very different. Uh, So... (laughs) WN Capital Partners focuses on commercial real estate investing. Um, it's all simultaneously while managing my own portfolio, but we've gone 100% into organizing capital, buying apartment complexes, running them, uh, delivering returns to investors, and very different than <laughs> running a blog right, uh, <laughs> and, and social media accounts. Um, but when I looked when I thought about it, one, I wanted a company that I could run with at most maybe like six people. And you see this in private equity or real estate investment firms. You can have very large companies, a large amount of assets with a low number of people. Um, And that's something I really wanted. And when I looked back at what really was interesting and themes that had followed me throughout my entire career, you know, I started out as a computer and software engineer, went into government consulting, Went to business school, moved out to the Bay Area, worked at a bunch of tech companies and startups, moved to Spain uh, randomly, uh, <laughs> then worked, you know, like worked at a big bank. So my interests have, have moved around, but real estate had always been a constant. I bought my first property one year after graduating undergrad, turned it into a rental about a year and a half after that. And I've always been looking and buying properties and managing them. So it felt like now was a um, the other thing, too, about real estate in general and running a real estate investment firm, you have a lot more flexibility over kind of the time and how much uh, you want to put in and invest and how much return you get out of it. Um, Whether we, you know, get to a billion dollars of assets and have apartment complexes all over the country versus we have, you know, maybe 200, 300 units um, locally to me that we kind of manage. Uh, There's a lot more flexibility around that. So WN Capital Partners, really after thinking about it for several months and looking down several different paths, um, really felt like the company and the business that met with my personal needs, uh, my personal interest, and my goals as a husband and dad. That is amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, just to hit on that point you said about, you know, having the blog and the social media, you know, a lot of people see the end product, but they don't realize all of the work that goes on behind the scenes. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's a lot of work being a content creator and, you know, kudos to you for building it up that big. And then also prioritizing your values. Um, That's another thing that I talk about on the podcast as well. And to my students is prioritize your values, what's important to you, and then kind of 
build your life around that. So I'm so happy to hear that you have done that um, for yourself. Now, if people were interested in like WN Capital Partners, is this something that is open for people to invest in or how does that work? Yeah. So right now we are sourcing our first um, deals and investments, uh, WNCapitalPartners.com. You can stop in, you can see our existing portfolio. You can see the rest of the team um, along with, uh, you know, put your name down. And we only have maybe a good five, six investments per year. These are not easy to find. It's a lot of work, um, you know, to, to get 15, 20% returns on real estate. So yeah, don't you don't think you're going to get um, bombarded by messages uh, if you sign up on WN Capital Partners. Um, and one other thing that I do do, which is a little bit more kind of for everybody, is uh, the Pragmatic Mr. Peters. So I took the Wealth Noir community and we moved them into the Pragmatic Mr. Peters, which is a newsletter that focuses a lot more on lifestyle de- design, wealth building, um, and kind of you know what we're working on. So more practical advice things that make sense on the pragmatic Mr. Peters. And if you're, you know, interested in investing in real estate and you're as geeked as it about uh, <laughs> as I am, WN Capital Partners is for you. That's awesome. And then also, can you share with us uh, your social media uh, platforms as well, if people want to follow you there? Yeah. Um, the Real Mr. Peters. So The Real Mr. Peters at Twitter and both uh, Instagram. So that's my personal account. Um we used to have the Wealth Noir, Wealth Noir accounts with huge followings um, that did get you know taken in the acquisition, um, but the real Mr. Peters. Awesome, awesome. And thank you so much for sharing. Guys, if you did not get all of those links and everything he just said, don't worry, because it will be in the show notes. And I highly, highly, highly recommend following this brother here because he is doing amazing things. And if you are interested in investing, definitely check out his website so that way he can put you on game. (laughs) So thank you so much, Damien, for coming on the podcast today. Hey, Tiffany, thanks for having me. Um, Super excited to be here. Glad that I could make it work. And um, we, we got to get our kids in the same room at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe FinCon this year. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> All right. But thank you. Have a good day. Bye. All right, you too. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>